Hello and welcome to a very important and very special episode of Clay's Plays. I'm your host, Clayton, and this is a bonus episode, our very first bonus episode of the show. My wife and I are out of town visiting her family in Indianapolis, so that's where we are at right now. She is actually visiting with family with her aunt tonight, and I am at the hotel with our dog, Miles, and thought I'd be a great time to go ahead and just get some information put out there, get all of you guys caught up, and a few things that are happening around the league that may not have been covered in the last podcast and may or may not have been touched up when I recorded the next episode. So just wanted to go ahead and touch up a few of those things real quick. So the first thing I wanted to touch up uh, was an update on Rashad Bateman. He was kind of originally week to or day to day. Now he's turned into week to week with an injury. Turns out it's a groin injury. Turns out he needs surgery on his groin, which he had. And the timetable is about a six to eight week return time, which puts him on track to return anywhere from week three to five. With that being said, I don't under I don't know necessarily if he will be drafted in drafts now. And if that's the case, oh my gosh, that's definitely a guy that I view as a draft and stash candidate at the very end of your draft with the last pick because he has the capability, like you stash him or you draft him and then you stash him and you hold on to him. And then once he's able to play, you know, see what he does. I mean, if he doesn't do it, it doesn't pan out this season. Like uh, that was one roster space, you know, and that could be a roster space that you end up, you hold on to unless you need the space for a different position, then that's a guy you can cut because it really didn't cost you anything to get him, you know? So just watch, look out for that and look out for him as you guys are going about your drafts. And then next I got some news on Marquez Callaway. He is a Saints wide receiver who, thanks to injuries to Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith, has been serving as the number one wide receiver in their practices. And not only the number one wide receiver, but the go-to target for both Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, which to me screams value. It me screams importance. <laughs> I am trying to get this guy on my team because there's safety there. If Jameis Winston is a quarterback, I know that he's going to look Callaway's way. If Taysom Hill's a quarterback, he's been looking Callaway's way. So that's a guy who, once again, kind of like um, Rashad Bateman, may not be getting drafted. I know with the news of Michael Thomas being out, um, that might change a little bit, and people may start to target him towards the end of the draft, which just look out for. Hopefully you can be one of those people who gets him there. And there's a lot of issues right now with Michael Thomas as well. Michael Thomas, there's rumors that he may be on the trade block, which would even further solidify Callaway's presence in that offense, not just for this year, but for the foreseeable future for the rest of his NFL career as the lead guy in the wide receiver passing game for the Saints. So that's something to consider moving forward. So this next guy I want to talk about is Carson Wentz. Remember, he we talked, I covered him a little bit briefly in that first episode, but he has had a foot injury and had surgery on the foot, and things were looking a little murky for him, and that offensive line was already banged up. Well, offensive line is still banged up, but 
Carson Wentz is now, you know, he returned to practice. He's still, he's trying to get back for week one. I personally think that might be a little too soon with his type of injury. I would love to see him sit out, but hey, if he can come back in there, build a rapport with the receivers, stay healthy until his offensive line returns to full strength, then that would be the best case scenario, I think, for the Colts. And for Carson Wentz, I think it'll open up the run lanes for Jonathan Taylor. It'll take some of the pressure off Jonathan Taylor if Carson Wentz is back early. And when the offensive line is fully healthy, oh my gosh, Jonathan Taylor would be just this monster. And I'm super excited about Taylor this year. But yeah, that is news on Carson Wentz. So keep that in mind. And it's that's the thing. It's like all these little news and notes, these things that happen later on after we I record and me and my friends get to record and it's that need to be talked about. And sometimes they can't wait till the next week to get out. They may have implications on how you draft as well with the way the preseason news has been going. Switching over to some defense stuff here, uh, star linebacker Joe Schobert of the Jacksonville Jaguars is in the process of being traded from the Jaguars to the Steelers, which would provide a big upgrade to the already daunting Steelers defense. So if you get to play with team defenses, well, the Steelers defense just got even better. Didn't know that was possible. And it might mean that the Steelers defense, you may use this to your advantage instead of getting them, using this to talk up to your friends and say, oh, they got Joe Sherbert. Like they're even better of a team now, which they are defensively. And if you can talk them up, that might push people to draft the Steelers a round or two earlier, which would open up the value window for other players later on in the draft. Maybe a Marquez Callaway type of guy I'm looking at. Rashad Bateman, I'm still taking Rashad Bateman probably at the end of the draft. Just as that, like like I said, draft and stash candidate. So they're working on the trade, finalizing it. But that also means that since he's going to be leaving Jacksonville, that Jacksonville's losing probably their best player on defense. (laughs) So teams that get to go against Jacksonville, like start your running backs, start your receivers. Joe Sherbert was great in coverage across the middle and holding the fort down. So any wide receiver or tight end that runs across the middle of the field, they should have a much better opportunity to produce against the Jacksonville Jaguars, especially any kind of running back as well, or an offense that likes to run that stretch out to the outside. I know they still have Miles Jack, but I don't know who they're planning to bring in to replace Joe Schobert. So that's something worth monitoring. But as far as Schobert's IDP value, I talked about the effect of how the team defense was going, but if you're an IDP leaguer like myself, I don't think it'll affect Joe Sherbert's numbers too much because he is a better pass coverage guy, which will keep him on the field, which gives him more opportunity to make plays. But at the same time, he is going to one of the most talented defenses he's ever been a part of, which means there are playmakers all around him who may take away from some of his production. So that's just something to keep in mind. And one of the last little things I'm going to do here is talk about my early preseason winners. I have two, one on offense and one defense. My offensive preseason winner is Terry McLaurin, wide receiver for the Washington football team. Oh my gosh, he looked great. I know he was only limited to a few plays in their first preseason game, but Terry McLaurin looked like Ryan Fitzpatrick's go-to receiver, and I really hope that that can keep up 
as the season goes on, because if he can keep that up, then he will take another step forward as a receiver. And I already have him listed as a, nope, not going to spoil that. You'll have to listen, wait and listen till a certain episode comes out to hear about more about Terry McLaurin. (laughs) But if that is the case, then he could take a big step forward this year. And he's already going so high in drafts. Like he is a really solid player. He's someone I'm trying to target if I can. And Terry McLaurin, has a chance to step into that top five receiver group this year, especially if Ryan Fitzpatrick can keep this up. And it's a win for Antonio Gibson as well. So my defensive early preseason winner, I'm going to give this to the Dallas Cowboys linebacker, rookie linebacker, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, I remember watching him in the first preseason game against the Steelers, and homeboy was felt like he was in on every single play. And he made the presence known. And it seemed like he did just every little thing on the field right. And I've seen some videos of Jalen Smith kind of, you know, not really trying as much, not really giving as much effort in practice and training camp. And it just seems like he's lost his edge to want to play. And if that's the case, I mean, they drafted Micah Parsons, who will slide into that middle linebacker spot for them. Micah Parsons looked like he could get the job done. Like he passed the eye test for me. And that's somebody who in IDP leagues who – you can get probably a little later on unless you're going against somebody who's a diehards Cowboys fan and they've already drafted the entire team up to this point, then sorry, you're not going to get Micah Parsons. But if you are able to pick up Micah Parsons later on in an IDP league draft, I think he's somebody who can give you linebacker two numbers consistently, but with every single game, there's the opportunity to put out linebacker one production And I think that as he plays and gets more experience, he's just going to improve and get better and better. And he's actually my pick to probably win, to win defensive rookie player of the year. So Micah Parsons, keep it up, man. He had some fire on the sideline. There was a video of him talking to his defensive coordinator during that game. And the defensive coordinator had to tell him, hey, man, that's it. You're you're done. Shut it down. And he was frustrated because he wanted to play more. He's like, I need, I need the experience. I could play. Cool. One more play. One more play. Like, and that to me, that's the kind of guy that I want on my team. Somebody who's enthusiastic, who has that fire, who has that passion to go in and want to make plays because he wants to be around the ball and he has a knack for it from what I saw in his preseason game. And well, uh, that's it guys. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of Clay's plays. You know, my wife and I will be headed home later on this weekend but if you stay tuned for the next episode, it should come out on Monday, uh, where it's myself and a very special guest. We go over and discuss some of my sleepers for the year and sleepers in the draft. And sleepers can honestly be the difference between winning and losing your leagues. So it is definitely an episode that you won't want to miss. You'll definitely want to check it out, especially if you haven't drafted yet. Or heading into the season, you can look at people to target. So with that, go have a great weekend. Stay tuned for the next episode, and I will talk to you later. Bye, everyone.